Welcome to Take 5, where we take a break from our regular set list to dive into culture, trends, and outlook in the hospitality industry. Straight from the band here at 24-7 Hotels. Enjoy. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the first ever Take 5 podcast brought to you by 24-7 Hotels. My name is Kenny Schnard and I'll be your host today. We are joined by our very own Corporate Director of Sales, Hannah Hughes. Welcome, Hannah. Thank you. So here's the drill. We'll start with five fun facts about Hannah, followed by five questions focusing on culture, team building, navigating the world of sales in a COVID environment, and of course, the music that's currently inspiring her. So let's get started. Five facts about Hannah. Fact one, keeping up with the trend of five, she's been with us for just over five years, starting back in 2015. Fact two, she helped launch the first ever Moxie in the U.S. in Tempe, Arizona, still part of the 24-7 portfolio. She is a three-time award winner, winning DOS of the Year, our signature Make It Better Award, and our Lead by Example Award. And when she's not leading by example here at 24-7, she loves hiking and all things outdoors with her three wonderful kids. Is that something right, Hannah? That is correct, Kenny. So the obvious starting topic is COVID-19 and what it did to our industry. Um, and we all know that from a business impact, it, it was devastating. But as you and I have talked for... Um, there's a lot of positives that came out of this. So what are you seeing for you and your team like that was that you learned from the pandemic? I think the the biggest thing that sustained our team and that we would continue to want to cultivate moving forward is that sense of community, uh, the sense of connection between hotels and a portfolio and the support um, coming from our corporate office. I think that um, building an authentic community where people know that there's a safe place for vulnerability. This was certainly a tough year where everyone was going through challenges, both personally and professionally. And to build a safe place where people could acknowledge the hurt, acknowledge the pain, and feel supported and connected amidst that, um, we want to see obviously the pain and um, things return to a new normal and a new sense of normalcy, but what we don't want to go away is is that community that we've been able to build. So how did, when you talk about this authentic community, what were some of the things that you guys did as a team that really helped build that community? Um, and that, you know, obviously everybody was spread super far out throughout the portfolio and people are working from homes and etc. But what what are things that you think you're going to keep, I guess, moving forward? I think definitely the level of engagement of our regional sales organization, uh, our ability um, of directors and regionals on to have a regular cadence of just check-ins, pulse checks, um, and of support. Um, again, not necessarily just about business, but about the person um, was really meaningful. Um, We also have monthly sales connections where we came together as a total portfolio to talk about what was working, what wasn't, but to really celebrate the good, to share the wins, um, and also best practices uh, to support one another through it. 
And I think, again, the way that we craft those connections, um, we want them to be meaningful. We don't want to do things just to check off a box or go through the motions, but we're extremely intentional with how we, we craft that experience in order to create a place for deeper connection, um, true conversation uh, about what we're facing as, as a team and community. Oh, that's awesome. Well, are you getting like good feedback from your team regarding this? Like, is there like a big win maybe you can share? I think people appreciate that time that's set aside. I think I think the win is um, people feeling heard or seen. Like when we're able to talk about real issues that are facing or bring in the personal side um, of leadership. I think there's uh, again a, a connection to that transparency. Um, and vulnerability coming from the leadership side of an organization as well. So there's always this thing in sales where it's like you're only as good as your last month. Um, and it's how people are always trying to stay motivated. And obviously right now, you know, it's hard to project. There's a changing. Every state's different. Every county's different. Um, how are you finding ways to help motivate your team when it's not necessarily just about numbers like it typically has been in the past? I think it goes back to, on one hand, that, that connection, um, but then also creating um, learning and development plans for the teams. I think um, we're not just looking for revenue growth, we're, we're looking to help um, personal growth development um, toward goals, um, new opportunities as positions arise. Um, obviously, staffing is a huge issue facing all of us, um, and we want to make sure that internally we're working on those development opportunities uh, to help build uh, leaders from within um, and not just having to look outside of our organization. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you bring up a really good point, I think, with, with staffing in particular. I think that's probably the number one thing on people's mind. It's, it's almost like there's like a weird surplus um, and scarcity of talent all at the same time. It's like a weird dichotomy out there. So obviously we, we post jobs and we get a ton of applications, but how do you find the right one? Are you, what, what are you seeing um, as you're looking to expand your team as businesses return to normal? What kind of trends are you seeing? What are you looking for? Well, I think definitely in terms of staffing, um, we are looking for and always looking for proactive sales professionals, um, people who don't just wait for the phone to ring, but are um, very motivated and gritty to go out and find uh, that potential. Um, we look for people with good assessment skills, the ability to analyze what's taking place in the market um, and, and really use, utilize their relationship development uh, skills, um, both with customers and with our brand partners. Um, I think the good thing for us as an organization is we in sales aren't willing to settle if it's not the right person. And I think the good news is that we as a team have uh, internal structure and support in place with the regionals um, to be able to sustain um, while we identify that candidate. So we still have the proactive effort taking place with our regionals and task force team. Um, so we won't settle. We'll continue to interview um, and, and prospect and utilize our um, people resources department until that, that right fit happens. No, oh, that's great. I mean, it seems like there's a lot of um, efficiencies that have really been uncovered throughout this this journey that we've been on for our last 18 plus months. Um, 
But kind of looking at those efficiencies, I know something that you've recently launched and 24-7 is doing as a company uh, is the sales executive role. Um, and can you kind of talk about like what is that sales executive role and how it fits and how it's both a growth opportunity for talent within the organization, but then also an asset to our property owners um, from that perspective? Yeah, so the sales executive model is designed for our smaller select service properties um, that provides owners and hotel leadership with a more seasoned, trained sales professional, but at a limited cost. Um, so we're able to provide somebody um, to sell for multi, multiple hotels, multiple brands, um, and really helps overcome the challenges of turnover, training costs, um, and, and incentives. So I'm really excited about this program. And again, um, taking someone who has a single property or a dual property and being able to train and raise them up to take on additional experience um, with multiple hotels, multiple markets, um, it is beneficial and it's also beneficial for our customers as we're selling again being able to sell portfolio wide and cross multiple states and markets um, adds value not just for our owners or our associates it adds value to our customers as well uh, I mean it seems like a, a kind of a no-brainer um, all the way across the board um, I know I'm really looking forward to seeing what kind of success comes out of the ones that are in place currently um, but like let's talk about customers I mean obviously that relationship's been different um and i know you've had some really good stories that i know i've heard but maybe you can share with everyone on like some of the wins and how these relationships were strengthened even when there wasn't necessarily just all about the business so what are you guys doing um from your team's perspective and really cultivating those relationships with the, these customers yeah, I think to your point, it, it's going back to the fact that it's it's not just transactional. It's not just about the business. Just like we all are, we're experiencing the pain of a pandemic. Our customers were experiencing the pain of a pandemic. And so getting back to being human with one another um, and really going back to the basics of what it means to build rapport um, and really listening to what our customers and accounts are going through as well. Um, I think that um, one great example, we had a sales leader that connected with one of her customers as a mom um, and what she was doing to try to be a working mom and keep her kids engaged during COVID and certainly a challenge that women all, all over the place are facing. Um, and she actually ended up sending a box of books that her kids enjoyed um, to her clients um, and giving her, um, pa a pass it up, passing it on, um, paying it forward, um, and then they connected on, on the books they were reading. I think we also know a lot of people were and are still uh, in home offices and dogs and work home life balance can be a mess. Um, and by listening, um, we had an example of sending a care package to a dog, um, a, a client with a dog that was barking in the background. So instead of making it an issue or awkward, it was celebrating that that's just part of the customer's life um, and supporting them in that way. So I think, again, it, it's important for us to focus on that, again, authentic connection um, and to continue that authenticity and um, rapport moving forward. Um, getting through this season and starting this new chapter together yeah i mean that's that's great right you know everyone is obviously going it's not it wasn't just our industry that was affected it's everybody's industry that was affected meeting planners were affected travel managers for corporations um everybody's like still trying to figure this all out so it's just great that you know it's not just always about the sale i guess right mm -hmm. 
So as we look towards the latter half of the year and into, I guess it's it's funny because it always feels like it's budget season, right? Um, so as we look into that, what are you guys seeing trend-wise? Are we starting to see group coming back? Are we starting to see some business travel coming back? Um, what, are, what are the boots on the ground relating back to you? We're still seeing corporate preferred minimally um, taking place um, and in groups, um, certainly uh, amateur sports and social things coming back sooner than corporate. Um, but I think that um, it's the, again goes back to the importance of how we're qualifying and, and training our, our property teams in front office as an extension of our team. So again, we're still the accounts and the opportunities or big city-wides that we were so reliant on previously as those still haven't returned. Um, it's, there's still a heavy need to identify projects, construction, healthcare opportunities, um, new local account opportunities that we may not have utilized previously. Um, so we definitely have had a heavy focus on that front office training um, making sure that every guest, um, again, has a positive experience with an engaging staff, but also that our staff is trained to help qualify those opportunities. Um, and so we actually developed in our own front office training that we rolled out with all of our associates to ensure that we're building um, those connections and creating loyalty um, and identifying new opportunities to, to sustain us um, while we're waiting for uh, those corporate or larger events to return. Oh, that's great. Uh, and it's why that's one of the benefits is we can kind of dip from all of our portfolio. And like you said, going back to your sales connection where people get to share best practices. And I think it's it's probably huge success to be able to pull in what's worked at others and just being able to troubleshoot and share ideas. It's got to be uh, awesome. And I know a lot of your, your team, right, was um, in a unconventional role for the last like 18 months. So I think they've seen how the other side works a little bit. Absolutely. And I think the importance of empathy, right? Um, I think working sales associates who were then working the front desk, learning what the front desk was going through and also better equipping them to help train the front desk because now they can see the challenges that a front desk associate might face um, with uh, the amount of traffic at the desk or phone calls or the type of clientele coming in um, and really being able to come alongside, um, support, partner, and again, focus on that training piece. Oh, that's great. I think it's, uh, you know, obviously a lot, lot happening, a lot of moving parts. Um, and I think as we look at it as a, as 24 seven, as a company, you know, we have a great pipeline right now we have a lot of openings this year and moving into next. Is there a particular property, uh, on the books right now that you're, you're super excited to be involved in? Honestly, I, 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 not necessarily a particular property. I think it, to your point, it's the variety of properties. So looking at whether it's a small coastal property or a new partnership with a brand, um, something we might already be familiar with. But um, I think that's the biggest thing for me is being excited about the um, the growth, but the the individuality and the specific situation of each of these properties. They're they're all special in their own way, um, and so um, really being able to learn from from each property in our pipeline um, in a new way. And like I said, the, the partnership with our brands um, and owners, um, it, I think it excites me the most, being able to grow those relationships um, and learn together. 
Lastly, the fun one. Um, obviously, here at 24-7, we are uh, a music-driven culture. Um, so what top tracks are on your playlist? What's motivating you right now? I love a good singer-songwriter. So right now, my set list is definitely filled with Phoebe Bridgers. Uh, I really love Motion Sickness and Killer and Sound. Uh, you'll also see tracks from William Fitzsimmons, Iron and Wine, Andrew Bird, Head in the Heart, some Taylor Swift thrown in there. I'm a Swifty, not gonna lie. Um, and then you'll also see some 90s when I really want to pump it up, get back to my childhood roots. Awesome, awesome. Well, uh, thank you for your time. Uh, appreciate, always great to catch up. Um, for those of you listening, we'll also include a link uh, to a Spotify playlist with some of uh, Hannah's recommendations. Um, and we look forward to the next one. Thanks again. Thanks, Kenny. Thank <laughs> you.